2: You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
1: Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode number 277 of Locked On Raptors for late on Tuesday, February 13th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of LockedOnRaptors.com. You can find me on Twitter at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors. You can find links to every single episode. Of course, Locked On Raptors is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find team-focused shows for all 3 NBA teams. Locked On Fantasy, Locked On NBA with David Locke. Uh, All the NFL shows as well. It's an endless bounty of content to put in your ears. Uh, It's all available on the Locked On NBA, NFL, and Podcast Network channels on iTunes. Just search Locked On whatever and you'll find it. Uh, And if you find a show that you like, a host that you like and dig, make sure you subscribe to their show separately on iTunes. And if you like this show... Do that with Lockdown Raptors. Find it on iTunes, leave a rating, leave a review. It takes no time at all and uh, very much helps out the show, makes us more popular, strokes my ego, all that good stuff. Uh, so please do that and I'll be forever indebted to you for leaving a review. Alright, on today's show, uh, I'm joined by our friend Sahal Abdi. How's it going, man?
0: I'm good, man. I'm, I'm excited to get to these mailbag questions.
1: Yes, we're going to do a mailbag podcast for the first time in quite a while. But first, I got to ask you so I missed the Raptors game. I got home for the last four seconds of the game. Uh, can you give me the Coles notes of what happened in that game? And why is everyone so damn mad right now?
0: This is going to sound pretty bad, John. I only got to watch the second half of the game. Okay. I came in the middle of it, but. Um... That's basically all I needed to see because uh, from what I saw, that it was a pretty close game in the first half. Uh, it was just the heat and the Raptors going back and forth. And then uh, the Raptors bench just went absolutely buck wild in the third quarter. Uh, the Raptors scored 41, I believe, in the third quarter and took a huge lead. Um, kind of botched it near the end. Uh, Miami came back and Raptors ended up winning by three. But the Raptors bench, man, it's like goodness gracious like <laughs> this is to me undeniably the best bench in the nba um the best bench drafters have ever had in their prize history um it's honestly amazing to watch them play every single night it's inspiring to be honest uh, to see a team uh or to see a unit of guys play with this much energy night in and night out it's, it's, it's really really cool
1: yeah, I was listening on the radio in the car to the third quarter, and uh, it sounded like the bench was doing their bench thing, which is kind of fun. Uh, I guess the like the prevailing conversation now is what happened late in the game. I guess they gave up a pretty big run. I'm going to watch the game back in the morning and do a longer podcast about it tomorrow, most likely. But um, you know, people are, I guess, understandably upset about the late-game offense and how things kind of fell apart for the Raptors there. But also, it feels like the reaction is, like, way too extreme for uh, the sixth straight win for the team and the first game in six games in which they've had any sort of late-game stakes. Uh, Obviously, like, the late-game offense stuff, we've talked about to, you know, to no end this season. And there will be a time where they really have to reckon with that. And, like, that's something you have to improve. But, like, it's not like it's anything new. So I don't understand why... They're just the the out, like just the panic and like the, oh my god you got to avoid the heat in the playoffs and the, oh my god it's like just like relax man it's the sixth win of in a row they are they're 40 and 16 like it's fine
0: mm-hmm. i, I definitely agree i i think uh especially on twitter with when, when things go really really well for a team um the fan base kind of gets more and more fragile as the wins pile on um, you're kind of just scared of anything yeah. at that point, point. and I feel like with Raptors fans, that's kind of what's happening. The bench is playing out of their minds. The starters are playing well. Um, coach Casey deserves Coach of the Year consideration thus far in the season. Um, but I think when when little things start to crack, uh, you even saw it in the end of the fourth quarter. People were losing their minds. But but yeah, it happens, man. It, it happens with teams like the Raptors and teams like Boston. Boston's going through a really bad. Uh, stretch of games right now so their fan base is kind of in a rut Uh, not to mention the new england patriots lost so i just had to mention that because i had to because i'm a new york jets fan and i just it's it was an amazing sunday last Still
1: riding high huh Uh, yeah man yeah boston sports losses are pretty good gotta say that 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 Cavs game on the weekend was lovely got it was, was a pretty big fan of that uh, yeah, I mean, like, the Raptors, again, just went on a five game stretch where no starter played in a fourth quarter minute whatsoever, and they won every game by 15 plus. Like, that's not normal. Teams play close games. The Miami Heat, of all teams, are like the most annoying regular season team to play against in the world. Like, they make little runs like that and are super pesky and annoying. That's kind of all they have. Um, because they're not super duper talented, and they have a bunch of like media- mediocre players locked up to big money going long term. But um, yeah. like that's what they do. They play good defense. They annoy the hell out of you. And if they hit some shot, if they hit some shots, they're they're gonna be able to make runs on you. Um, And, like, this is not new. The Raptors have played close games before, and, like, yes, you want to see the the late-game offense, you know, perk up a little bit, but I still think the formula for the rest of the game is there. To suggest that they can maybe sort of apply that to the last few minutes, it's just been, like, the last little hurdle in trying to adapt to this new system. And, yeah, there's, like, 24 games left. You'd like to be able to get that sort of – you Squared away before the playoffs come around But like, I still think there's time for, for, the, for them to work on that And like, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt Because they've done everything else to perfection this season So I don't see why they can't address that um, But yeah, we can move on from that Just be glad you're not a Celtics fan As you mentioned, the Celtics play these games Against shit teams all the damn time
2: locked on nba available on youtube and wherever you get podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
1: uh let's move on to our mailbag questions all right Uh, question number one do you have like a fire alarm going off in the back or something no i don't oh i hear something squeaky coming out of you every once in a while but uh yeah glad to know that the your your house isn't burning down at least that's good (laughs) That's, that's positive. You're not getting this is ust. Um, all right, let's uh, get to these questions. First question here from Assad at Swar Lasers. Uh, what is more, such slash washed? Uh, so, oh, you can't say that without getting uh, tongue tied. Uh, what is more, washed being from Oshawa or Sahal being from uh, Richmond Hill? Uh, my answer to Assad is being from Milton by way of Medicine Hat, Alberta is uh, is much more washed than either Oshawa or Richmond Hill. What say you, Sahal?
0: Asad, Asad you're from Milton, bro. <laughs> like, this guy's not even, like, you're not even from downtown Toronto. Like, you're from Milton, and that's the question you ask. You ask, what's more washed, uh, Sean being from Oshawa or me being from Richmond Hill? Asad, you're from Milton. Milton, <laughs> what is Milton known for? I, I literally had to search up, okay, I had to search up Milton, uh, notable people from Milton, okay? I'll tell you what came up. So uh, I'm going to go to sports. (laughs) I swear to you, I don't recognize one single name. I actually thought for a second some guys named Horsey Garbosa, but it was Michael Scarbosa. And he's an NHL player that played a total of three minutes in the NHL. (laughs) I saw What's up, man? Like, What's up right now? Because I'm looking at Richmond Hill, man, and this is what I see, okay? I see Curtis Joseph. If you're a Maple Leafs fan, you know who that is. I see Connor McDavid, okay? I see Dennis, I'm sorry if I butcher his name, Sh- Shapovalov. Hell yeah. Who's like, who's like tearing up the tennis world. The kid's 18 years old and he's ranked like in the top 50 in the world. Trish Stratus, now if you're a WWE fan, um, <laughs> come on, Trish Stratus, easily one of the best women wrestlers of all time. Come on, like, what's up? what's up i want you, what, what you if you're listening right now i want you to go back tell me one good thing milton's known for and then come back with another question the next time i'm on because <laughs> i don't recognize a single name not from oh actually no i do um music i do dead mouse or is that how you say their name dead
1: dead mouse from milton
0: they're from milton apparently
1: wow uh congrats to Assad. i guess
0: Congrats, man. That's the one thing you guys are known for,
1: bones. <laughs> Look, I can't say Oshawa's like any great shakes, but Bob Yor, uh, Bob most of the man. cars people drive. Uh, let's see, what else here? Uh, not much. We can move past. Uh, we can move
0: past Oshawa. <laughs> Milton, like Dale, Milton Howarchuk. Dale Howarchuk. Oh, Dale Howarchuk, former
1: first overall pick in the NHL. He, he's from Oshawa. Um, That's
0: already better than Milton. You can just stop right there. And he's gonna say, "Oh well, I'm from Mississauga. No, you're so from Milton."
1: I bet Milton doesn't. What? I bet Mil- Milton did not have a concert venue called the Dungeon, which was located underneath a Laser Quest. I, I guarantee you that. <laughs> well,
0: okay, we're shouts, now. We're shouts on. to
1: the Dungeon. Uh, <laughs> anyone who's been there, real heads know. Uh, let's Be move hard. on to an actual basketball question before we get it back yes. into more nonsense. Uh, this one comes from uh, our pal at Om. How do you feel about Bruno's departure? Sahal, how do you feel? Is it, uh, have you gotten over it yet? I know you certainly loved Bruno Caboclo, but, uh, how are you feeling uh, since the trade?
0: You know, the thing with Bruno is that, like, you could say, like, oh, like, Sahal, you slandered him all these years, and, and you'd be right, like, I... That I would be accurate, yes. Of, <laughs> yeah, I took a lot of shots at Bruno. Yeah, I did. But for me, what it was, it was, um... It was kind of like I was in a on-and-off relationship with him, um, but he just didn't know about it. Uh, Bruno, honestly, I was hurt, man, when he got traded. I felt like he was just going to be here forever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm hurt. I'm still hurt. I'm getting over it. i um, thinking about therapy, but I don't know
1: yeah it's uh i it feels like unfinished business almost because like they never really got to see it all the way to the end the this sort of development project and maybe it already was at the end and maybe that's why they decided to make the trade they felt like that wasn't going going to go any further but like i'm going to be fascinated to see how his career goes with sacramento or hopefully an actual nba team that he ends up with on his next contract um and yeah like it's i was kind of floored by it when it happened because it's like He's never, obviously never done anything for the Raptors on the court. Like He had, like, 27 career points and like played 113 minutes. But um, it, it still felt like the, the, the so he kind of enriched the experience just by the off-court stuff that he provided. And just, like, the, the updates you'd get from the 905 and the random 905 games where he'd go to off. Like, it was nice to have that. So, I'm going to miss yeah. it. I can't say that I care as much about the development of Malachi Richardson. I'm just not as invested in it. But, hey... Uh, Go Malachi, I suppose. But yeah, it's uh, I'm I'm still like working through my feelings over it. Like it, it's a bit. It, no one uses that spot on the roster anyway, so it was nice to have Bruno there as like a character to fill it in. And I'm gonna miss that going forward. And I guess we'll see where he ends up down the line. I hope he just goes to Europe and makes a bunch of money, uh, ideally. But uh, I just yeah. want what's best for our uh, milk mustache boy. Uh, let's move on to another question. This one comes from uh, Abu You Drums or flats, which is the better chicken wing?
0: Um, I've seen this everywhere on Twitter recently. Um, I'm going to go to drums, but honestly, it's not that big of a difference for me. Like, I don't get mad either way, but, but drums is, is probably what I prefer.
1: Yeah, I feel like there are arguments for both.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: drums, you can kind of get a little bit more cartilage and that's not anything that you want. Uh, so like, it's like a less, I feel like less of the surface area of the, the wing is like edible a lot of the time than the, than, like the, the flats are like, st- everything is edible. It just all comes off easily. And, uh, uh, yeah, I, I can't really like get too up in arms either way. Like got chicken wings are good no matter what. Uh, yeah. and like the, the white meat part of the, of the, of the flat, like it's not, enough white meat where it's gonna get like dried out or anything so like if you have a dry flat like you, someone really screwed up it's pretty hard to screw that up um so like i'm not worried about the white meat versus dark meat element there it's all good to me as long as like the the sauce is hot and good i uh i have no issue actually chicken wings
0: are the shit, man.
1: what's what's that
0: chicken wings are the shit not not shit
1: they are they they are the shit oh they are they are the shit uh Shouts to Hurricanes, uh, the bar that I used to live near. They do grilled wings, and they are unbelievable. I miss them every day. They're so, so good. <sighs> anyway, let's move on. By the way... <laughs> I have to take a
0: sigh. Yeah. That's, that's when you know with good food. That's when you really know it's good food. <laughs> milk
1: with. By the way, uh, shouts to Tottenham Hotspur today for uh, oh, man. that ridiculous-ass game. Oh, man. God. I was, uh, that, that first half was not good for the the heart or the blood <laughs> pressure or anything.
0: It wasn't. Yeah. I was, I was so hurt, to be honest, man. Those first two goals when we went down 2 0, I was so hurt. Yeah. But, um, the way that the, the momentum was, was, was shifting was, was, was in our favor. So I was, I had a feeling that even if it was a 2 1, we got one away goal. Um, but it ended up being two-two, so it's good heading back to Wembley. So it's good.
1: Yeah, I was totally content with uh, with two-one, and to get the second one from Erickson, that was lovely. Shouts yeah. to uh, Christian Erickson, he was incredible. Musa Dembele was amazing, and uh, of course our handsome British lad, uh, Harry Kane, he was. Uh, of course. He was Harry Kane. Anyway, that that's that wasn't a question. I just I remembered that you we were both were the both Spurs fans. I think you're a little bit more intense than I am, but uh, very intense day today in the Champions League. Uh, next question from our pal Corbin Smith, friend of the show. What is your favorite sports podcast? I feel like he's trying to set me up for this one, but hey. I can freely admit that Corbin's sports podcast, it's like sort of—it's like 80% sports, Take It or Break It, is my favorite sports podcast as it stands right now. It's excellent. Listen to it. Uh, today, him and John Wilms uh, went through the numbers of all the NBA All-Star players, like their jersey numbers, and tried to discuss the, the deeper meaning behind them all. It was fantastic. Uh, listen to Take It or Break It and subscribe and rate and review to that, as well as Locked on Raptors while you're at it. Sahal, what's your favorite sports podcast?
0: Um, You know, people would make fun of me if I said first take, but I do listen to first take very often. Yeah. Um, Sorry, did I just hear you groan, or was that...
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess I, 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 guess, no, uh, I Shannon's take. fine. I, I,
0: didn't I, I didn't say first take, I just said I listen to it often. <laughs> um, I really like uh, Jalen and Jacoby, Jalen Rose. Mm. I really like Jalen Rose and David Jacoby. I just feel like um, Jalen Rose just has so many... Sc- really cool stories that he's experienced in life that he ties in really well with sports. He does come off corny a lot, but um, Jacoby just compliments him really, really well. Um, I've I've loved them since the Grantland days. Um, of i got to shout out my guys, Will, Harsh, and Arun for the defeat when they do talk about sports. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I, I, I love those guys. Those guys are incredible. Um, but if I'd have to pick one, I'd probably see Jalen Jacoby's my go-to sports podcast.
1: Fair enough. Uh, Otherwise, like obviously, like the low post is very good. Um, I uh, listen to the Sport Chronicle with uh, a friend of the show Devang Desai and his friend Simon. They go back through some of the biggest moments in sports history and sort of reflect on them. This week, they did the Vince Carter dunk contest, and Blake Murphy was on it. So make sure you check that out. Yeah, Sport Chronicle is fantastic, and uh, yeah. I... Give me sports podcasts that like aren't like it's really hard to find like a a sports podcast that like I don't get sick of after a while because it's either too much of sports or too much banter. Like it's got to find a good balance. And I feel like uh, the best shows find a balance. But anyway,
2: the NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Uh, Let's move on to some more basketball-related questions, I suppose. This one comes from my pal Bob Makowitz. What is uh, the more? What is the more dangerous first round opponent? What is the most dangerous first round opponent the Raptors could reasonably face?
0: Uh, um, you know I probably would have went with the Miami Heat, um, but now that I see uh, how the Detroit Pistons have been playing the last couple weeks since they got Blake Griffin. Oh, don't do this. You, you, I'm sorry, Sean, but like. When, when you add, like, a superstar to any team, and I know Bliss, like, for all we know, he's probably going to be injured by the time playoffs come, right, with his history, but mm. um, Detroit, man, like, I, I don't know, man, like, Blake and Drummond down low, and and if you get, like, a healthy... Is, is Reggie Jackson, what's going on with that guy? I don't even know, but... He's Reggie
1: Jackson, who cares? It doesn't matter yeah. if he's healthy or not, he's Reggie Jackson.
0: I know, but I I, I, I don't know, they just been playing really well, and, I, and Blake's I don't know how his chemistry with Drummond's already that like it seems like they've been playing with each other for a while, but mm. um, I'm still gonna go with the Miami Heat just because Dragic just pisses me off when I just look at him. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm gonna go Miami. But Detroit, I'm 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 kind of yeah yeah.
1: Detroit stinks, man. They've lost three I, in a row. By the way, they're two and a half back sh- of the Heat. I don't think Detroit's making the playoffs and I want the Raptors to play them in the playoffs because like as good as Blake Griffin is, Jonas owns Andre Drummond's like he eats his lunch every single time they play. And they have no wings, nor guards. They're not really a full team. Yeah,
0: that was the trade-off, man. They got rid of Tobias. Yeah. The... It was a really really underrated wing.
1: Like Blake Blake and, Griffin is awesome. They don't have anything. Like I'm sorry, I'm not moved by James Ennis and Jameer Nelson. I'm sorry.
0: And, Reg, and Reggie Bullock.
1: Yeah, like good good trade deadline acquisitions. Pistons. Like congrats.
0: Shout out to um Duncan Smith really quickly because yeah he's the only reason why I'm kind of in tune with what's going on in the in the Pistons world. But apparently from what I've been seeing, Reggie Bullock has been playing really really well. He's been one of the best shooters in the NBA from. From, uh, from deep this year. So uh, I think Stan Van Gundy's using him in a very, very specific role where he's shining right now. And I think that's the biggest thing for Detroit is, is kind of no one outstepping their role, mm-hmm. every playing within it, uh, which is what the Raptors probably do the best, if not, if not like top three in the NBA. But um, I don't know, man. The, the Pistons, I don't know.
1: They are not scary. I'm not even scared of the heat, really. Uh, Here's my thing, and this sounds weird, and I've been sort of, like, arrogant about it all season. Like, I'm not worried about the Raptors' first round this season. The Raptors are going to win the first round in, like, five games. I don't think any of these teams really matter. Uh, The Sixers are scary because Joel Embiid is so individually great that, yeah, he's a problem. But, like, Ben Simmons is, like, the kind of player that you can exploit in a playoff series because the dude... Look, he, it's not that he can't shoot. He just won't shoot threes like he refuses to. Um, I'm not scared of the Marco Bellinelli addition because that dude is one of the worst defensive players in the entire league and has been one of the worst players period this season uh in any on any team uh, on either end of the floor. He's not very good. Uh I I know like the Sixers are the sexy like oh man the process is working out and whatever team but Outside of Joel Embiid, they don't scare me very much, and I just think young teams are bad in the playoffs, especially the first time through. Like, I just don't see them, like, putting it together for a playoff series. At worst, I think it would be a six-game series for the Raptors, but I don't think it would be anything like last year's where it was a six-game series, but it felt like it was teetering the entire time. I feel like it'd be a six-game series, or maybe the Sixers pick up a couple at home. Um, But that's Uh it. Like, I'm just... I'm not at all concerned by, like, this potential of a matchup. Like, it, it... the Pacers, no, no, I'm not scared. Like, if the Bucks were to fall down to eight, then yeah, that's scary. But the Bucks aren't falling down to eight. They might be the four seed. So, yeah, no. It's uh, If I have to pick, it's the Sixers. But the Raptors are going to cruise in the first round. And I'm going to probably look dumb when they lose a game one. But uh, I, I just...
0: I, this may be, honestly, Sean, the first year the Raptors sweep the first round. But. Yeah,
1: like... the. People want to hang on to the past, and that's part of the problem with, like, the coverage of the Raptors is that, like, people just assume the old Raptors are the new Raptors as well. But, like, they're a patently different team in, like, every single possible way except for the last three minutes of games. Obviously, that's important, but the other 45 minutes are also very important, and they're just playing so differently. Uh, Their defense is incredible this season. Their defense was not this good last year, even with Serge Ibaka and P.J. Tucker. Uh, and it's never been this good before. And, like, they're just – they're deeper. They, like – people are like, oh, yeah, rotation shortened in the playoffs. But, yeah, like, some teams have just eight players, and if one of those eight players doesn't play well, they're down to seven guys who are useful. The Raptors have 12 guys, and if they're playing eight guys, they can just swap in the eighth guy if the eighth guy starts to struggle. Like, they, they're just – they're deeper – they, their skills complement each other. It, it just seems to really work. And I, I it, they're a different team than in the past. So I think it's totally fair to say that it could be different th- this year in the playoffs. And I think it's going to be. So, no, I'm not scared of any of these teams. And, again, I'll probably look stupid when they go down 0-1 at 3 o'clock on whatever, the August 18th. But, like, they're they're better than that. And they've shown it through, you know, 56 games. And I don't really see why people are still hanging on to their past, you know, foibles when like the entire narrative of this team this season is how different they've been. Yet no one is applying it to the playoffs. Yeah, I think that's lazy. and I think it's uh it's not really taking into account how much they've changed.
0: One hundred percent man. We anyway. I mean, literally you literally said everything that was on my mind. I have nothing to add.
1: Uh that's my job here. Uh <laughs> I mean, you're allowed to add things too. I don't wanna like step on you, but no, you can't step on me. <laughs> uh, that was a weird laugh. I'm going to isolate that. Uh, next question, from Josh at Sergio Dip. <laughs> hey, all right. Good handle. There's three There's three Ps there. Uh, I, I don't know if he's going for like a, like a fake account of Sergio Dip or not, but whatever. Souch to Sergio Dip, I suppose. Uh, hypothetically, if the Raptors went the rest of the season undefeated, would Cleveland still be the favorites in everyone's eyes?
0: Um so how many games have they been? Fifty-six, which means there's twenty-six left?
1: Yeah, they would have to finish sixty-six and sixteen.
0: And they're already on a six game winning streak, right?
1: Yes. So there would be a twenty-four game win. Oh wait, thirty-four game winning. So literally the longest winning right? streak so in history. 26? Yeah, literally the longest yeah. win streak in history.
0: <laughs> I mean uh... <laughs> The fact that I even have to think about this is really sad, but (laughs) I think I always tell people as long as LeBron is breathing, as long as LeBron is functional, um, I I just don't see, until I can see with my own eyes, I don't see an Eastern Conference team beating him, and I know 32 wins is a crazy amount, but I I just, I play off LeBron, he's he's not human, so I don't know, I, I... Uh, they're still the favorites man sorry sorry
1: man yeah i'm kind of with you i don't think they're as good as they showed against the celtics on the weekend um but like they're gonna be good and like lebron and shooters is a formula that we know works there's going to be a year where they where they don't make it through at some point maybe we'll be 35 by then but like (laughs) they're like it's going to happen at some point and like this year, it feels like it's the most likely it's ever been in the last however long. I'm not saying it's more than more likely than not that it's going to happen, but like, yeah, I, I still think it. Like, you don't want to be the guy who like you don't want to be the Vegas bookmaker who is like, yeah, I'm gonna make the Raptors a favorite in this series with LeBron James in the Eastern Conference, like. No one is going to make LeBron an underdog until he already until he loses a series, right? Like that's just never going to happen. Someone eventually is going to make money betting against LeBron James when he's a favorite in a playoff series, and it's going to pay off handsomely for them. But no one is ever like he's never going to be the underdog until never. until it's too late until he loses. So no, I, I just I I don't think it's. A foregone conclusion, the way it has been in the past. Like I think the Raptors, I think the Cavs are markedly worse than they were last year, even after the trades. And I think the Raptors are obviously much better, as I just kind of went alluded to on that big rant I just went on. But um, yeah, the Cavs are still going to be the favorites because LeBron James is LeBron James, and that's fine. Prove it wrong, I guess. It, like this whole like constant search for like validation for Raptors fans, it gets exhausting at times. Uh, and like I don't know bow in the face of LeBron James I guess just accept it that's what it's going to be It's how it's been for the last eight years oh, that's what it is man yep uh second question why is it so hard for American media members to pay attention or just watch the raps they just echo each other's misguided and uninformed views and it's starting to drive me insane it's honestly just lazy thoughts Sahal uh I just <laughs> hinted at my thoughts on this but uh
0: go ahead i mean this has been the question for as long as the raptors have been like a, a good nba team or at least a good regular season team um i guess the prevailing opinion is that the raptors have good regular seasons and then they implode in the playoffs um i saw a certain member of nba twitter tweet that a couple of days ago or was that yesterday i responded and i said um what the amount of success the Raptors have had as, a, as an organization, as a team in the playoffs the last three years is probably better than 98% of NBA teams um, the teams not named the Spurs, the Warriors the Cavaliers um, am I missing anyone?
1: maybe the Rockets but they, had that, the Rockets. Down, they had that down year
0: um, but I mean second round last year, the year before that Eastern Conference Finals, two games away from the Finals year before that first round um, I know people people like to say well oh it's not all, all about the results it's about how you there look the Raptors have played incredible these last few years um, they're playing really 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 well this year completely changed team um, who knows what it's gonna take maybe it's gonna take uh, Raptors to sweep a team in the first round I don't know what it's gonna take but I just think the the fact that the Raptors hail from Canada um that that's it man like that's i don't i don't know i don't know cuz they're playing the brand of basketball the raptors are playing right now is phenomenal they're so fun to watch and this is not just me being a biased guy who watches almost every raptors game of the season this is um me interacting with NBA Twitter daily and uh i i don't know it's John. it's a good question it's something that i've been wondering for years i don't i don't know man it's I
1: don't know. Yeah, I mean look, I get it. And I think Will Lou made some good points on his podcast this week talking about this exact thing and like how like the the perception of the team, you know, nationally it does kind of bleed into how they are able to run themselves because like Players see how the team is covered, and players want it, like players want to go places where they're going to be talked about and covered, and in the spotlight. And if the Raptors are forever sort of this backwater team in terms of coverage, then that's going to eventually play itself out. I don't totally agree entirely with Will. Like, I totally get where he's coming from, and I think there are, there's validity to the argument. But I do think like money and winning also kind of speak and would, like, draw in players like, the opportunity to win. Like, even in, like, in reference to, like, buyout guys, like, I don't think the fact that ESPN doesn't talk about the Raptors on PTI every day, I don't think that means that some buyout guy is going to choose to go to Houston over Toronto. I just think it's a yeah. situation and stuff like that that's going to dictate that more. Maybe it's, like, a tiebreaker thing, but I don't think it's quite as meaningful. And, like, I just... In terms of the national guys, like I don't think the Canadian thing really is an excuse because people have league pass. Like, people who do this job have league pass. So, yeah, people should – when people dismiss it like, oh, we're doing this Raptors thing again, like, I get it because of what's happened in the past. But, again, it's different this time around and it feels different and everything about it is different and, and like, is quantitatively different and – Like, it does feel a little bit lazy to sort of slough it off and be like, oh, yeah, it's just the same Raptors. We don't really have to go into this. We don't have to address this. Let's talk about the Celtics. I do think that's lazy. But at the same time, like, if you want to hear people talk about the Raptors, uh, hi, there's this podcast called Locked on Raptors. Listen to that. There's like an incredible, just unbelievably deep roster of bloggers for tons of different sites who cover the team. Like, there's a lot of Raptors coverage out there if you know where to look for it. You don't have to find it on the biggest podcasts or whatever. Like, there's tons of it out there. So I don't like. I don't think there's like any sort of. Uh, what I sorry I didn't hear that. Um, yeah, you should not be. Like you should at least be shilling for LockdownRaptors.com while you are on this podcast, Sahal. Oh, Come on, be. dude!
0: Listen to Lockdown Raptors, guys. Listen when you see Sahal's name there, win <laughs> it three times, yeah. it over
1: and uh, over. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that like there is so much, and this is probably. I mean, I think probably the, the sort of lack of national attention, both like in both within Canada, with hockey being sort of the main thing, especially this season with Leafs being so good. Like, I think the Raptors coverage has been sort of bitten into for sure. But, like, I feel like the blog scene in this city is kind of... It's not just... It's covering the team. It's all over the place, but... Um, like I feel like the blog scene around the team has kind of exploded as a result of the lack of coverage from both the Canadian and American national media and I think that's cool like, I think that's a good thing ultimately so just like support the stuff that you that, that Duke that does cover the stuff that you care about and does talk about the Raptors in a way you want to hear talked about obviously it's nice to get the validation from you know the the ESPN podcast or whatever but like ultimately who cares and also like Zach Lowe is the biggest, uh, basketball writer in the world, he talk, he covers the Raptors all the damn time. He comes to Toronto once yeah. a year, does like a fucking column on them, and yeah. like does a podcast with Dwayne Casey or Mustayo Jiri or DeMar Rosen or whoever. Like they're covered by a lot of the the people that you want to be covering them anyway. So like just because like PTI or I don't even know, it almost gets to it almost feels like a straw man at this point. Like. They get talked about on the TNT broadcasts and on ESPN and before before games and stuff, and like whenever they have a big game, they'll get talked about. Maybe the national TV games, the lack or the lack thereof, kind of play into it, but uh, like I think they do get talked about more than people want to give them credit for. Um, but even then, if they're not, come and listen to one of the millions of podcasts or read one of the millions of blogs about them and get your fill there. Like There's there's no shortage of places to get your fix for Raptors coverage. And just because it's not coming from the biggest names in, Amer- in, in the States, like why does it matter? Just go to those people that you like and, and who you know are informed on the team and who are close to the team and you should be satisfied. But yeah, that's just me.
0: I will add one more thing. Um, I've noticed... From last year, um, compared to this year, I, I feel like the Raptors have been covered a lot more nationally. Yeah, uh, a lot of the uh, NBA Twitter guys I follow, who cover the Miami Heat and cover the Hornets and all these different types of teams, um, they have mentioned the Raptors. They have wrote about the Raptors. So I think there has been a, a change this year. Um, but I get, I still understand where this sentiment is coming from with the Raptors fans. Um, and that's just gonna be, that's just gonna be how it is, honestly. Maybe until the Raptors win a championship. Because if if you notice a correlation, uh, it's the teams that have really rich histories in the NBA that usually um, get that type of respect. Like you see the LA Lakers. LA Lakers, in terms of wins, haven't been relevant for what four or five years now. Yeah. Uh, and and they're still somehow getting ESPN games. It seems like every week. So. Um, That's just how it's going to be, honestly, until, maybe until LeBron retires. We'll we'll see.
1: Well, it's also a financial thing, too, right? Like, Because of that history you talked about, like, the Celtics and Lakers just have more people who care about them as casual fans, so they're more likely to, you know, garner clicks and downloads, and, like, that's totally, it's a business, man, ultimately, like, this whole coverage of the league thing, like, it's a business, and that's the stuff that's going to get the clicks because of the casual fan, and the people that I think are the most sort of miffed about the lack of Raptors coverage are, like, very diehard fans, like, that's not for you anyway, like, that's not... Absolutely. Yeah, and, like, the, the the national broadcasts, like, with Paul Pierce being a moron on TV and, uh, like, all, all these analysts who we talk about being idiots all the goddamn time. Like, why do you need the idiots validation? Like, the smart people will talk about the Raptors, the people who aren't, they're, they're not worth the validation anyway. Like you don't need their validation because they're already proving they're telling on themselves by not covering the team that is very good and is third best in the in the league and top in the Eastern Conference and third in point differential. Like they're telling on their own damn selves by not covering them. So well, who gives a shit if they give you the validation or not? Talk,
0: talk oh. that. Talk that shit, Sean. Talk your shit. <laughs> talk your shit.
1: All right, oh, I got fired up there. A uh, couple more questions and then we can yeah. let this go. Uh, thoughts on Malachi Richardson's gravity-defying hair? Oh, um... Well, damn.
0: Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Malachi Richardson. Uh, I think I probably saw him on TV maybe three or four times in my life. Um, three <laughs> of them being in Syracuse. Um, so, I don't know. For what? From what I know, he just has like a regular... I guess like a... I don't know. That's a good question, man. I'm, I'm, I, like I said before, I'm still hurt by the Bruno thing, so I don't really want to come <laughs> Malachi Richardson. But, um, I mean, his hair. I, I'm searching him up right now. It looks pretty damn basic to me.
2: Yeah, it's uh,
1: almost like uh, when you, you know, when you go to the hair, when you go get a haircut, you get the sides shorter than the top. But it's almost like the guy like heard Richardson wrong. Like he's like, I need a two on the sides, and he just went full
0: zero by accident. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's um yeah. yeah. I'd rather have Bruno back. I, I, we I, move do,
1: I do miss Bruno. I do miss Bruno. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh dear. Uh alright. I think we got a couple more here. Uh ba-ba. Would you attend a spa? This is from Fresh of Breath Air at Smoke'em yokum Would you attend a spa where you could bathe in the tears of Celtics fans, and how much would you pay?
0: <laughs> um, I'd, yes. so oh, I would attend the spa. Um, how much would I pay everything in my bank account? I'd probably go into overdraft. Um, <laughs> I'd do everything I can to stay in there as long as possible, probably until the police were called. Um, Goodness gracious, being in the tears of Celtics fans. Um, it's funny because I made a joke on Twitter about how I would use the tears of Tom Brady and Brad Stevens as, as the humidifier to sleep that night. And I'd, honestly, I thought it was such a corny joke. I just tweeted it out and it somehow got like 100 and something retweets. I guess that many people just don't have love for those guys. But um,
1: Oh, Celtics slander is the easiest retweets in the world, man. Oh, yeah, it's man. so good. Like I, when I tweeted I, I, that... Uh, that picture of the mannequins at the unveiling of the new Ra- the North yeah, yeah, jerseys is yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's yeah. so easy. <laughs>
0: oh man, I realized that these last couple of weeks when the Celtics have been struggling, but um, oh man, I would I would I might open up that spot honestly.
1: <laughs> I'm extremely happy that the are we sure Brad Stevens is that good? Take is out there now, cause it's tasty. <laughs> Oh, Oh, my God, Brad
0: Stevens.
1: Oh, yeah, your offense, uh, the 21st-ranked offense that funnels threes to Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown. Congrats, Brad Stevens. uh, Good job.
0: So heavily on Marcus Morris uh, mid-range. So
1: many Marcus
0: Morris isos. Holy shit. Yeah, that's (laughs) that's Boston. Yeah. That's Boston.
1: Oh, man. Uh, I could slander the Celtics for days. It's the most fun thing to do in the world. (sighs) Oh. They're gonna lose. Okay, who would they play right now in the first round? They would play the Sixers. I think they could lose to the Sixers in the first round.
0: Uh, you tell me, Embiid's
1: not gonna sun Al Horford in a playoff series?
0: Yeah, absolutely demolish him. But <laughs> I mean, TJ McConnell on Kyrie Irving—that's like that. That's a god. That's a feast for Kyrie. So I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they would do with Kyrie.
1: I, I, maybe I'm just uh, wishful thinking.
0: I don't know. Uh, for or something.
1: This was a good mailbag, Sahal. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for coming on, dude.
0: No problem at all, man. Honestly, I really wanted to get into Assad a little bit more, but I'm I'm gonna save that for when we see each other in person.
1: It was a pretty good Milton rant, I gotta say. I'm I'm here for it. Uh, I've driven through Milton one time. <laughs>
0: Just one thing, Assad. Just that's my challenge to you. Just one thing from Milton. And if there's any Milton listeners out there, honestly, Assad brought this on himself. <laughs> I have no hate for your for your city. Eh, uh, sounds like you
1: do, but that's
0: fine. I do because it's bad. I, I lied. <laughs> I do, and it's because of Assad. So blame at Swar Lasers on Twitter.
1: Actually, I might have been at Milton near Milton today. Actually,
0: at the. Uh...
1: The Halton Hills Toronto outlets, but uh, that's not don't, really close to
0: Milton. Don't 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 ever go don't ever go to Milton.
1: No, I've driven through it once because uh, the highway was really busy, and I was coming from Brampton. Uh, I was driving across Derry Road just all the way to Hamilton essentially, and uh, it was uh, not much happened in Milton. I, I kind of went through it and didn't really realize I was in it until I was out of it. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, that's Milton for you. Yeah. That's like a perfect explanation you could have for it.
1: Oh wait, so I actually drove Oh okay, I drove through Milton today on the way to the Toronto outlets and just like didn't even notice I was in Milton. That that's You this, hear that aside? It's just country roads, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, so man. so think about it next time when you come for Richmond O.
1: Also, don't recommend going to an outlet mall, an outdoor outlet mall, when it's cold out. That was a yeah, you're,
0: you definitely it all there.
1: Questionable decision. Either way, uh, this was fun, man. Do you have anything you want to plug right now?
0: Um, I've been so busy, honestly, with with a lot of things in life that I haven't been able to write for uh, Raptors Republic as much as I like to. Um like like usual I'm on Raptors Republic guys I'm going to have some more stuff out hopefully next week um, but my Twitter's SABD28 and um, yeah hopefully I can be on Lockdown Raptors a little more often than I'd like to uh, this past month I've been busy as hell guys
1: yeah man not, you don't worry about that uh I can be found on Twitter at Woodley Sean. I don't have anything... I'm working on a little thing right now about Pascal Siakam, but I, I need him to have a good game for me to really want to publish it. So, uh, it wasn't great tonight. So I will, uh, push that a little further down the road. Mostly because I'm lazy, actually. Although I was doing a little bit of Photoshop work today to help do this piece. So, uh, that's cool. Uh... If you're in Hamilton, Ontario, or anywhere nearby, perhaps if you're in Milton or somewhere in the greater Toronto area, come watch McMaster Basketball on Friday and Saturday night. I'm doing the PA announcing for those games, and they're very fun. And it's more fun when there's lots of people well, there. So come on out to uh, McMaster Basketball. It's a good time. Support
0: Sean. Yeah. Please support Sean.
1: It's fun. Uh and, uh, yeah, podcasts. Uh probably have a podcast with Mitch Robson at some point this week, the Hoop Talks podcast, I don't know what we'll talk about, but that's probably coming at some point too. And uh, some fun things in the works for the podcast coming up, uh, we have a project we're working on with uh, our friend Katie Heindel, can't really say what it is yet because I don't know how exactly it's going to look, but it's going to be awesome and you should definitely be excited for it, so... Uh, that's my biggest tease. Until the next episode, please leave a rating, leave a review on iTunes. It's uh, very helpful, makes us popular, helps people discover the show. It's a lovely thing for you to do. Find Sahal at SABBY28. Yes? Yes, sir. SABBY28 on Twitter. Uh, f- you can go tweet at Lasers about how bad Milton is if you want. That's also fun. And, uh cool. That's going to do it for this week, This week. today's episode of Locked On Raptors. I'll be back again tomorrow. I should have time to watch. I've been watching so much goddamn Olympics that I hope I can squeeze in the Raptors game. Um, I should be able to at some point tomorrow, and I'll do a little podcast on it afterwards. And uh, that'll be it. We'll recap the Bulls game on Thursday, probably, and tee t- t- up for All-Star Weekend. It's kind of a dead period for the next week or so, but uh, the stretch drive will kick up pretty soon here, and it'll be fun and exciting. And uh, Sahal, we'll have you on to talk about it soon. And uh, until then, thanks so much, everybody, and we will talk to you next time with That's another episode.
0: Oh, what? What's up? No, I just want to say thanks for your questions. We got a ton of questions tonight.
1: Oh yeah, it was that was an excellent round of questions. So thank you. I think I had to do them more sporadically because I, I was doing them weekly at one point, and there was just no no good questions because they'd all been used. So, um, yeah. but yeah, thanks again for everyone who's sending questions, and uh, thank you to thank you to the listeners. We will talk to you with the next episode of Locked On Rappers at some point on Wednesday. Until then, have a great day.
2: Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.